It's freezing out there, but don't get caught out in the cold. It's time to get winter ready with Halls. Gentle soothing with Halls Soothers and clearing menthol action with Halls Mentholiptus will help you to get on and enjoy your day. Help is at hand this winter with Halls. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. Yo, it's DJ Damage. And uh, Melissa Ford's not here, uh, but she did want us to tell you she does not have the coronavirus. She mm. only has a cough and a fever. Yeah, that's it. It's close enough for her to not come to work today. <laughs> she got two out of three symptoms. You know, the fans are going to say, oh, he laughed when he thought she had coronavirus. Listen, I, you, you got to laugh to keep from crying these days. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> we live in a crazy world where literally, I was saying to you guys outside, that um, I, I was uh, on the computer at my house, and my housekeeper was cleaning. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just had a little. What kind of cough? This is. <laughs> I'm counting coughs. So if you think about lunch, it was like a lunchable cough. It was a little cough. It was a a, lunchable. Yeah, lunchables. You know the little meals that they put in the packs so for kids to go to school. So it, it was a dry cough. Very, no, it wasn't a dry cough, but it wasn't a wet cough either. I don't even know what coughs are. And these days, you don't want to cough because it's sort of like. You go to the gay club and a motherfucker cough, you'd be like, all right, now, you better go to that, you better go to that portable trailer outside and do a swab and come back in here. They but, have a portable trailer outside? Oh, yeah, you get that HIV test right there. While outside? You, if the line's too long, you, you have a friend hold the line and you go get tested, you get back in line. But anyway, <laughs> no, I coughed and my housekeeper went, she don't speak no English. We've never had a conversation. Uh-huh. And I coughed and she goes, ooh, and she looked at me and I felt her judge the fuck out of me in my own shit. Jason, so, yeah. this is dangerous times here. It is dangerous times. Now I had a uh, I, I have a log in my in my house where I, when people come over, I count how many times they cough. You cough four times in a row, you get the fuck out. Well, how many people are coming over? We're supposed to be social distancing. Well, you know how it is, man. People dropping off food. You got to give people toilet paper. You got to start. It's a giving time. You know, a lot of people didn't get toilet paper. I have a few. I'm giving it out. Why like are I, people worried about toilet paper? I Just jump know. out the toilet. Jump off the toilet and take a shower. But all my friends weren't worried enough, so now they don't have any. Use a sock. My bro- my brother <laughs> said he could use a wash rag, and I was like, "Don't yeah, ever use yeah, a ra- yeah." No. You lose. You use a wash rag, no. or you use a sock, or you just don't wipe your ass. Just First hop in all, the shower and rinse your once ass. Once you off. use the sock, where does the sock go? You put it in the washing machine with the rest of the <laughs> shitty socks. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> no, but I, you know, again, I just feel like we're living in crazy times. Uh, we've said it. Okay, so let me just break it down for what we've done as precautionary steps of Hollywood Unlocked. One. We've set up a system to be able to do our podcast digitally. So we're going to keep shows coming. You motherfuckers at home every day. We may get five shows a week now hey. because we ain't got nothing to do. Then we got, um, what else do we got? What we, else we do? All of our digital content. We set up a studio in at, at my house so I can still get out my problematics mm-hmm. and all my Ask Jason Lee's. You've been promoting your online course, which you haven't talked about here yet. Absolutely. Really, have you? No, we haven't really talked about okay, it. Okay, so talk about what you're doing. Oh, I'm excited, Jason. You know, I've been doing this for forever. You know, hosting, radio, now podcasting, television. And I just, you know, wanted to create an outlet for people to do it as well. I feel like when I got into the game, there was no structure. I had to kind of like fail my way into success and try to figure out how to do all of this. And I just wanted to help a guideline for people that do want to be host, whether it's television, podcast, or radio, to have a, a platform and a guideline so you can be successful in this game because it's hard. How did you get into well, it, Well, but no, but forget me. Let's keep talking about your thing. So here's what's important, right? Like if you, you know, I run an online business. Mm-hmm. 
I keep wearing this sweater because the culture I own needs us. the sweater. Well, the, well, right now the doctors need us because coronavirus <laughs> is fucked up. I need but doctor. like you know, I've created online businesses, mm-hmm. you know, podcasting, and people can figure out and take this course and learn how to create their own podcast, how to create their own digital empire. Yep. You know, um, they'd be able to make money from home. Yeah. And it may start as a hobby, but then you never know in a time like this when 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 the boss say don't come to work, shit, sit at home and make your money. I did read something. They said in the next two to three years, if you don't have a digital business of somewhat or work for a digital business, you can be shit out of luck. Like, and <laughs> right now it shows you it's like a perfect example. If you don't have something online, you know, to help keep you afloat, then it's over. So the owner of Fashion Nova, shout out to Rich, he posted on his Instagram. He said, use this time to reinvent how you do what you do, bring consumers new alternatives, new value, and in the process, even reinvent your own brand. Don't let innovation stop because this could be the window of o- your window of opportunity. Absolutely. And I saw that and I laid in my bed with my arms crossed like I was in a casket. No, I ain't got the coronavirus. And I started thinking of ways to be innovative with Hollywood Unlocked, yeah. how to move with the times. And so hopefully soon we'll be announcing this new extension of Hollywood Unlocked so we can continue to grow at home. And I've always wanted a business where and is your courses are teaching people like where you can literally live your life and live your work life anywhere in the world. And like I think you could be a testament a testament to this, Jason. Like there is no guideline to do what you do. There's no guideline right, to do what I do. It's like we kind of fell into it. We learn from making mistakes. We learn from taking risks. But if someone can sat there, like when you want to become a, lo- a lawyer or a doctor or something, and say, "Hey, man, maybe you should look at it this way, this way, and this way." We might have a lot more successful people in this industry, but a lot of people get discouraged. A lot of people fail. Or just afraid. Or just afraid. Yeah. I mean, it's listen, starting, it, there's always a day one, right? There's always <laughs> a day one, and there's always another day. So for me, your day, my, my day one was four years ago. Your mm-hmm. day one could be today. But either way, I feel like if you just start it, because, I mean, if people saw the amount of money that you know Hollywood Unlocked has generated over the last three years... You would look at me and say, number one, that should be a Gucci sweater that says the culture needs me because you could afford it. But I also believe in reinvesting in your brand, Hell reinvesting yeah. in your business. Earlier this year, I had moved in this huge house. The house was so big, I could yell from the bedroom and you would hear echo. You you were in the house. I was in the crib. But I'm like, what am I doing living in this big ass house when I haven't sold my company for $500 million yet? Woo. That house can come. Let me stay focused. So I, 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 I readjusted my priorities. But back to the coronavirus. I mean, we live in a, a world right now where if you think about it, the homeless people are living on the street, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the plan is, uh, other than some of the stuff da- uh, our, our governor, Gavin Newsom, had said yesterday, which we'll get into more details later. But um, people are losing jobs. People are losing just losing everything. And uh, kids ain't got nowhere to go to school. They, they, I don't think they care about that. I care. They're talking about for the rest of the school year, kids may be out. And you no, know, no, it's done. The governor yesterday said the school oh, year. Oh, it's, it's confirmed. The rest of the school year is no school. So now that you, if you do get to go back to work, who takes care of the kids? Who's watching the kids? Right. Child care costs a grip out here in LA. I don't know if you were y'all watching that. It might be cheap somewhere in Arkansas. I doubt it, but child care is crazy. Okay, so uh, we have Dr. Peter Nabil McCallie. I, I don't. I know. He's I just going to say his name. Yeah, let him say his name. Dr. <laughs> Peter. Dr. Peter hey. and, and also, uh, you know, Courtney Watson, who um, is a part of the money team and is one of the doctors who works with uh, the L.A. Sparks and works with a lot of uh, mm-hmm. the team whenever people get sick. And when Floyd Mayweather gets sick, they're going to be here on the show and answer a lot of questions yeah. around coronavirus because, honestly, Courtney has been my go-to guide right now on how to navigate through these crazy times, so... Now we have people here who know more than we do. Yes. Um, so Dr. Peter Michael, Michael, right? Mikhail, Michael. Mikhail, Dr. Mikhail, and then Courtney Watson, sport medicine specialist, who has been my go-to person 
uh, to keep me alive. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you thank for you. having us. No, thank you for coming because it's crazy times right now. It is very crazy times. Wait, but what, but for the for the average American who doesn't know what the hell is going on and feels like it's the end of the world, is it the end of the world? It's not. You sure? Because it feels like that. <laughs> no. It feels like doomsday. No, this this too shall pass. Okay, but so, so Courtney, I've been calling you every night. And you've given no every single night. Every every single night. I and then I've also been having you talk to Cardi and everybody else who are close to me to make sure that we all stay alive. But I thought it was important to invite you both here to the show to like help people understand like what's happening. So how can we break down what coronavirus is and why it seems like nobody knows? Like nobody really knows. We there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah, Dr. McHale. Yeah, you? you know there is a lot of misinformation. I think. The main thing, if you look at a virus, so we have plenty of viruses that we've had a coronavirus around forever. 10 to 30% of, you know, coronaviruses are in humans. So it's a common cold. Mm. So we've all had it. I think what makes this different and, you know, we broke it down with some basic information. So if you look at what a virus is, so a virus is a single celled organism. Okay. Right. And it carries... It can carry DNA, RNA. So for this virus, it carries an RNA genetic code. And we know that it, this one in particular comes from bats. Mm. But coronaviruses are within bats already. So that's not something that's new. I think just the information coming out came out slowly. And I think what we tried not to do is panic the public because... We didn't have all the information, and we weren't getting everything from China initially. So if you look at a virus, you have a host cell. So this one comes from a bat. Yeah, I was, I was about human. to say, you might as well put the headphones on all the way. So you have this virus. So when it goes into the individual host, like a, a human cell, human cell, for example, and it produces, it attaches to the cell membrane, and it produces thousands of these new viral babies within the cell, and then it's released. That doesn't sound good. No, but it happens all the time. Okay. So this is not something new. We've all had a virus. You know, we've all had the flu. Um, so I think the thing with this is that if you look at the flu, so every year, how many thousands of people are killed by the flu? The difference is this is something new. So we don't have a treatment. We don't have a vaccine. Well, there's not enough testing either. There aren't. There aren't. So, and that's part of the problem. Right, but isn't that that's a problem? And that that's why I feel like, like in some ways, some people are going to watch this and say, "Oh, well, we he, we feel like he's downplaying it because maybe it's not as serious as some people in their minds it is." But to people who feel like there aren't enough tests, there is no cure. We don't know where the fuck who got it. Isn't it serious though? And, and but that's the key. We don't know who 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 has it. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, I mean, the general information. So we already know there's mm -hmm. coronaviruses are out there in general. Now it went to a, from a bat to a human, mm -hmm. and it started in China. So how, how did it get here? So how do you get it? Mm -hmm. So the initial person that had it coughed, and someone else inhaled it or ingested it from something on the a table or chair or whatever, and they had a chip or they went and had a sandwich and, you know, it goes from person to person. 
it's just the way that it happened and it happened so fast that it scared everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you look at SARS, so this sudden uh, acute respiratory syndrome, mm -hmm. which we've seen in the past. So this is not something new, but the SARS-2 is a little different, but it's, it's pretty much the same, you know, from the previous one. So we already had information on the previous one, but this one was a little different, so we didn't know how to handle it. We didn't know how contagious it was. So now you have this, so there's some general info on, on, on this. So the virus is passed through inhalation and ingestion. The incubation period, once you have contact, is two to 14 days. Mm -hmm. So two to 14 days is the incubation period. So you have the virus, mm -hmm. and you start to show symptoms on average. The average for this incubation is about five days. So now you start to have a fever, you feel chills, you have body aches. And then you go see somebody. The problem with this is say you have 100 people that we know are infected. 50% have no symptoms. Yeah. So th that's the problem. But also there's like the fever and the dry cough. And those are, are those the more immediate signs? Those are the more immediate signs. Mm -hmm. So those are like the most common things. So you're going to have 90% fever, 70%, you know, and I wrote this in here. And then I'll give you guys copies of this also so you can kind of look through okay, it as cool. well. But those are the top three, like he was saying. The yeah. fever, you know, those are the things I think we need to pay more attention to as far as, like, exactly what you're feeling when you're wondering if this is something that you need to get some help with. Right. And then, like I was saying to you and to everyone that's asking questions about when do you go to the doctor to get that extended help or to get the testing, you have to have those symptoms, but you need to call the doctor. You don't just need to show up. Mm -hmm. Like the issue that I think we're having most is how to control it mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to control this virus and the spread of it by making sure that everyone knows, of course, the safest thing to do is just stay home. You know, and that's where this whole just, you know, you asked me a mm -hmm. couple of days ago, like, do we really have to stay home? Yes, we do. There's a few things. I said just prioritize what makes sense to you as far as deciding when you need to leave. Like, the house. don't leave unless you need to leave. Don't leave right. unless you need to leave. We want to help spread the information and understand this is why we decided to come here. Mm -hmm. And then after this, I go home. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like you said, we don't know. There's a lot of information that we don't know. And I think that's what creates this whole panic that everyone is kind of going through. Is, is it because people are. The healthcare professionals are learning as they learn and sharing as they learn. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, like and we. And so, like, because we look at doctors and, and and specialists like you, and we like you guys need to know everything. You know, every time if I get a sore throat, I had a swollen lymph node. Mm -hmm. I called Tor Courtney. I said, "Is this lupus or cancer? What the fuck is going? Like, what's happening? Right. You know?" And so, like, I we look to the professionals, but is it because you all are? learning it as it's happening that people are kind of nervous yeah we're learning it as it happens but at the same time like i think for us we have to kind of take it in ourselves first before we know what proper information is spread mm -hmm. and that's what is most disturbing to me is that when we look on social media and we watch the news and there's so much information i put a quota i put a five resource quota on the amount of information that i allow myself to absorb mm -hmm. so that it won't be overwhelming. I think a lot of the information that we get either through the radio or through social media, or especially now everybody should be at home, there's a lot more resources that we just tend to start overlooking into things and overthinking. And that's what we're trying to control is that, you know, yes, we are aware that in a couple of days, everybody might panic more. And when we get the information the first couple of days and we're just understanding it and researching it and making it make sense for us, 
Now we have to kind of help everyone else understand, like, mm -hmm. what are the top things that we should really pay attention to? What are some things that we can help control within ourselves? And how can we help to control the spread of it so that we can get a grip on it and then figure out how to move forth and not make it be the new normal? But technically, that's yeah. what we're right. trying to do. Right. I'm seeing here it says 80% recover without treatment. So is yeah. this really a deadly thing? Or no? That's a good question. It's deadly, but we don't know. You know, the thing is, the information that came out of China, and this is what's interesting with all the millennials, is that they said, you know what? This is killing old people, so I don't have to really take this as serious. And that's completely wrong. Because the information coming out of France and Italy currently, there are young people that are, you know, sick. That doesn't mean that they're dying. You know, some mm. might die, and, and some have died. But the problem is, is that if you do get this, that doesn't mean that your life will be normal after that. Because what this causes is, is some kind of damage to your lung. So, so that damage is irreversible. It's irreversible. So if you do get it, regardless if you survive. If you have symptoms. Oh, okay. If you have symptoms. So 50% will not have symptoms. So really what we're talking about is social responsibility, personal and social responsibility. So if you really care about your elders, your grandmother, your grandfather, your father, your mother, your auntie, your uncle, then you'll heed the warnings of, hey, you need... To, you know, not. I don't think he's talking preventative. He's saying that what the study is saying, what the reporter is saying, is that eighty percent of the people who catch it can get better, but oh, yeah. but are going to still. Are they going to live with some type of damage? Like, is there respiratory damage, permanent damage? Do you fully recover? You know, what I mean, so like, what are what are people saying? You know, I, I mean, I don't want to speak on that because you don't really know. Yeah. But if you're get if you're having symptoms and it hits your lung, if you have to go to the hospital. Now, say you're the person that just had fever and chills and you didn't have any shortness of breath or anything. Most likely, you'll be fine. You'll recover. But if you do experience a shortness of breath, right. even if you get better, there's a likelihood that you have right. irreversible damage yeah. to your lungs. Right. Absolutely. Now, I don't feel like people understand how serious that could be for your lungs. You know, we smoke hookah all day. People vape. My hookah lamp is sitting on my <laughs> thing right now. How? I mean, can, can we smoke? Is it nah, okay I wouldn't to smoke? smoke? No, absolutely not. Really? I wouldn't smoke. I wouldn't smoke because... If you smoke and you have already some inflammation going on in your lungs and then you get this, oh, it'll hit you hard. Mm. That's no joke. And actually now we're having problems with young individuals, especially in this country, that vape. Yeah. Because vaping in and of itself causes some serious acute respiratory syndromes that we're just starting to figure out that will kill you. Mm. You know, there was an example last night. Doctor posted something. So we talk all over the world. And, and within this country, you know, there's blogs and, you know, you know, we ask each other, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen this? So there was a 36-year-old and they showed the CT scan and it looked horrific. And so everybody was saying the tests are not back yet. Do you think this is SARS, uh, COVID-19, um, a.k.a. coronavirus, or is this from vaping? Wow. And nobody was really sure. We're saying, you know, it could be some were saying, you know, it looks like the vaping cases that I see. So already we're having an issue with vaping. You know, smoking in general, we know causes problems. Vaping is causing more horrific problems in young people that smoking does not. And you don't see that with marijuana use. You only see it with vaping. So now we're questioning, you know, vaping with SARS or vaping versus SARS. But so is the working out or the exercise people talk about and why it's important is because as you're working out, you're working your lungs, you're strengthening your immune system, you're I mean, we can get into more detail with preventative measures or how to work through it. But like, is that why? Because you're, you know, you're working your lungs. I mean, having strong lungs through this process. Yeah. I mean, the strength that you have to have, I mean, for to fight it, 
first, you know? So that's why we go with prevention or the things like when you're asking me, like, what do I need to have? What should I be taking? What supplements are going to help? Because at the core of mm -hmm. our system, the gut, we want to make sure that that bacteria is good and we can actually fight infection. Not just this, but just in general. So yeah. that's why... You know, the turmeric and the things that I've been recommending. Yeah, break, break down all the things because I got my sea moss and what I did, I put it in applesauce. Okay. And so now I mix it around and it Aww. tastes like tastes like uh, applesauce with uh, cinnamon now. Mm -hmm. yes? I mean, because she hooked me up. I'm telling you, I'd be on the phone with her every day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you do. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really into the body and just helping us all feel better. You know what I mean? I always talk about water. I've been talking about water since I understood that our body is made mostly of water. Mm -hmm. So if you're missing that and your body goes to that dehydration phase, not only does your brain stop working, your heart doesn't pump as good, your body really doesn't fight as much infection. So the water part is something that we need to turn up either way. Mm -hmm. That's first. Well, they bought all the water in the city, so hopefully y'all drinking, drinking it. And I'm going to tell you right now, Amazon's not delivering a lot of things, but they delivered four large cases of water to me yesterday. That's so good. I have tons of water. So well, besides water, like what so other besides water, you know, I talk about turmeric. I talk about vitamins, um, vitamin C and D. The bone strength is important, and I like the vitamin D. That's something that we should be taking, especially brown skin people. We really have an issue with uh, having enough vitamin D. Yeah, I'm vitamin D de uh, deficient. Most people are. Most people are. So being able to, you know, we get the source from the sun. So at any opportunity I get to be in the sun, that's where I like to sit. But having the vitamin D, vitamin C is something that we already know to help strengthen your mm -hmm. immune system. But that I get more into the probiotics because we want to keep that good bacteria mm -hmm. coming in. Is that the sea moss? Uh, sea moss is a form, is, an, is basically it's an algae, it's a superfood, and it's the minerals. Our body is made up of a bunch of minerals, and sea moss holds like 92 of those minerals, and so it helps to strengthen you know, your body, your immune system, mm -hmm. your bones, your muscles, your joints. It really gets in and creates like a feeling of just like making sure your body's not bloated and that it's giving you the proper biotic, probiotics that you need to help keep it strong. Really quickly, what foods have vitamin D in it or what? That's a good question. Or vitamin do you just D get the supplements? Greens. Greens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think just... Uh... The supplements are cool, the, but the real sources, I mean, you want to eat natural. Yeah. You know, you don't want to really man. Deplete, deplete yeah. it. Or just so from the sun. The sun is yeah, but, but you know, I mean, if we're you can't go outside now. right now, right, right, you know, right. there's no sun. But you know what the interesting I went to the roof is? of my building yesterday, and I sat there, but then my, it was some people who live in my building came out, and I was like, "You, you, they could have it. I so like spinach, I went back in the house. spinach, like, greens, kale. You all know, greens. The green, green stuff has a lot of what and else? Courtney's right. I think the, the, the thing is this. So even, you know, when I see patients and, and I see even the surfers have low vitamin D, so how does that make any sense? Mm. So I think it has to do with our population. It has to be some kind of an inflammatory marker. It's a combination of eating correctly and getting some mild sun exposure. And I think we don't, we don't do either one. We need to turn it up. That's what we need <laughs> to do. We need to make sure that everybody who, what we talk about when our immune system uh, needs some support and love, there's already people who are fit in that category, whether you have uh, autoimmune issues or you have um, you know, cancers and, and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. And then we just get these common colds and things that happen to us with like sinusitis and inflammation. A lot of that comes from the food that we eat. That's another story, but we have to get back to what's important, the hydration and the strengthening of our immune systems to make everything kind of circulate a little bit better. Now, really quickly, again, I just want to go back to the vaping. And like I said, a lot of people are stuck in the house and they're vaping and smoking mm -hmm. hookah. Damn, I can't smoke hookah. This is crazy. But the thing is, we have been smoking hookah, right, Jason? Right. Bef before all this. Yeah. How do you reverse that inflammation of the lungs, if that's possible? <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of people in this generation are smoking, they're vaping. Man, that's such a charged question, and it's an excellent question. 
So how are we talking about eating good, but then we're talk, talking about smoking at the same time? Yeah, because I, I meal prep, just, I juice prep everything, but I still smoke. So right. it's like... And, and a lot of people do. A lot I mean, of I'm Egyptian. Do. Like, 95% of Egyptians smoke. Yeah. So it's kind of a cultural thing, too. So um, I think it depends on what you smoke, how you smoke it. Mm. You know, people think that a hookah is like the cleanest way, but that's not true because of the coal. You know, you're smoking that coal, too, that they put on top. Mm -hmm. People think it goes through the water, and then, oh, man, that's amazing. Well, go to Egypt and go see the pulmonologist, what they're finding, because they've been smoking hookah forever. So I think here it became a fad, but no one really looked at the health problems that came with it. Yeah. And I think between that and vaping, man, everyone might as well go back to smoking cigarettes. Realistically. And, wow. I, and yeah. it's always a, and it's always a charged question. You know, it's just, it makes no sense. Like, okay, if you want to smoke. But I guess the question is, I mean, because I don't want the show to like dwindle down into whether or not we should smoke. Hookah. Right, right, right. right. Still, no, right. No, 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 I understand the question. So let me just kind of yeah, put, yeah. set it back. The question is, is if you have respiratory damage or you've had damage to your lungs or inflammation caused by hookah or whatever, whatever. vaping, mm -hmm. smoking, you know, laying in bed with somebody who smokes secondhand <laughs> smoke, whatever. Right. What can a person do to, yeah. to repair that if it's repairable? Was what if you so. said, right? Yeah, yeah, if so. Well, no, you, I okay. mean, that's, that's, that's hard to say, stop smoking, because that, that sounds good. Right. But that's, that's, that sounds good, but people are not just going to stop smoking. But right. after they stop smoking, that's you can still honest. have the inflammation, right? No, but you yes. could get better. Okay, so if you stop, <laughs> right. it will repair itself. Right. right. Okay. I'm going to go back to my you know. main source, and I'm going <laughs> to keep saying it. Hydrate. Hydrate. Your water is going to flush. 100%. It's going to flush all that sitting. What did you just talk about? Colds. Mm -hmm. It's going to flush all of that inflammation. It's going to help to move that through your system. I mean, you know, we want to get it out. We want to sweat it out, right? Yeah. But then you have to kind of be careful with your pores being open. But you want to sweat as much as you can. That's right. going to help right. remove right. some of those mm. toxins. I, I, going think... back to talking about toxins, I know with Jason with the CMOS, um, I also talk about celery juice a lot. And right. that really helps to create better blood flow, better mm. systems for your liver to be able to help to get rid of those toxins. Mm -hmm. The liver is really one of our main organs that helps to whatever we breathe in, whatever we're eating, whatever we have to process, the liver has to work hard. So what about what now turmeric? Because mm -hmm. we got the turmeric pills and we have like the actual turmeric. What does turmeric do? Is that for inflammation? It is. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And that's just for all, the whole body. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you should be taking that either way. Like, yeah. Just anyway. Take it every day. Okay, so back Same. to the back to uh, coronavirus. So the president, uh, y'all, your president of the United States, gave him to me. Not mine. He gave him to me. Uh, <laughs> he said your president. <laughs> your president has now come out and called it the Chinese virus, which doesn't which, no, in the medical field doesn't that take away from people's information? Like, because when I hear coronavirus, whether it's through Cardi B song or the news or Instagram, I know to lock into what's happening right now. The Chinese virus doesn't that kind of take away from. What well, does a couple of things racist, but doesn't also take away from like focusing on the virus that we're talking about. He's trying to distract us, right? I think it, it, in the medical community, you know, we're, we don't want to be political. Mm -hmm. We don't want to point fingers. We definitely don't judge anybody. We treat everybody equal when we take an oath. So when you say that, it, it really takes away from the, the the problem at hand. You know, it's acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus two, done. Mm -hmm. Whether it comes from China, it comes from England, it comes from wherever, it doesn't matter. Because I think it became a political thing on both sides, but we need to get away from that. Mm -hmm. And we need to discuss more of how to prevent and, and move forward. 
I mean, the reason that we are where we are is because, you know, first we didn't get information, you know, because it was political. You know, that, what that do you mean? Us, we didn't get information from China initially. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I because don't they didn't they want didn't, because they didn't want to share or maybe, because they, or didn't maybe know. they were embarrassed or maybe they didn't know. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of information that we're not sure. You don't mm-hmm. want to. I think what the, the best thing not to do is point fingers right now because mm-hmm. we need to move forward. If you think about it, the entire world right now is working on a cure, a treatment, a vaccine. But, but isn't this like this is what I've said when people say, well, what is this? Is it, is it a Chinese person eating a bat? No, it's God is tired of us not taking care of the earth. God is tired of us not working as one community around the world. God is tired of us taking for granted that you could just walk out every day and abuse each other in the world, in the planes, in the buses, and this and that. And now he says, sit your ass down. I mean, that's really, I mean, that's how I'm trying to sum it up because I feel like pointing blame, you could say, okay, the Chinese didn't release it well enough. The United States people fired Obama's team who was focused on coronavirus or us not communicating consistently with what it is and giving the professionals the information. Everybody's to blame. But, like, that, that doesn't cure coronavirus, right? Right. I agree. That's excellent what you just said. Right. It, yeah, we have to pay attention more. We have to understand. That's why I said, to me, being at home is not a bad thing. It's hard for me because I hustle. I travel. Mm-hmm. I work. I'm like you. I'm gone You're all You're supposed the time. to be in India right I'm now. I'm supposed to be. My phone still is chiming telling me that I'm in India right now. Mm-hmm. But that was the knowledge that I was. I'm thankful that I got the knowledge early because um, I was supposed to be in mm-hmm. India right now with USA Basketball. Thankful for the opportunity. My first opportunity that I was going to go to the Olympics, you know, was my goal. Um, and then these messages started coming in that they were paying a lot more attention to what was happening internationally with the virus. We were supposed to travel over there for a few weeks and play and then work. And then that's when things started saying, okay, let's pay a little bit more attention. And it changed in a matter of 48 hours. Right. Within 48 hours, I mean, I was already vaccinated and had a lot mm-hmm. of things going on that I was preparing myself for. And within 48 hours, the numbers that were showing showed that there was a bigger issue than what we could control. So then they started putting a hold on it. And that's when we started paying a little bit more you know, attention. So like you said, we had the information of us, but I'm with you. God said, you know what? Y'all sit down for a second yeah. and everybody focus on themselves a little bit. And it's hard for us. And that's why we're out there trying to say, sit down to be home as much as you can. But we know we still have to deal with a lot of people who's going to be moving around and doing things, whether it be having to work or having their children or, you know, how to help keep them going mm-hmm. as well. And that's what the, the hard thing to kind of swallow is. So I met Courtney uh, because she's a part of the money team and you helped to take care of Floyd Mayweather. You also do. Uh, he just texted me. That's why I brought up his name. But I was going to say, you know, in the midst of what's going on in his personal life with the passing of a couple close people, we went there the other day to check on them. But like how, and, and then yesterday I had a family member had a really extreme emergency and, you know, life doesn't stop because of coronavirus. So like, how do we get together and mourn? How do we, you know, get together and pray? I mean, right now, should we not be doing that to, as a group? Because it's kind of hard. Because last night, even you and I were on the phone saying, should we go down? Should we not go down? I mean, because it's really like a real reason to pause, right? Yeah, it's a real reason to pause. I mean, you know, it's really hard to have to distance ourselves from our loved ones when we have things that are going on like this, especially, like you said, life doesn't stop. 
because of this virus and, you know, having to, I just say prioritize, you know, my, my biggest thing was my grandmother and my dad, because I know they have just a few medical issues in the past. My grandmother is older when it first kind of came out that we need to pay attention to the elderly, the elderly. Mm-hmm. you know, and then I told my grandmother early on, like after, after this weekend, whoever's coming in your house is staying in your house. Whoever is not in your house, they don't get to come in. Mm-hmm. And then one day I checked on her and a lady, a friend, an extended cousin was there and I was like, who's that in the background? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. She got to go, you know? And I said, I'm not playing. Like, this is serious. We, until we can really understand exactly what's going on, we don't know where people are coming in and out of. Mm-hmm. And for us, we're the natural, normal, strong mm-hmm. humans that we are, but there's still issues and things that we're not really sure of. So until then, let's just all act as if, I mean, we don't want the virus, you know? But if you kind of set yourself up to understand, like, you're putting yourself in harm, I say you have to prioritize what's important as far as you actually going out into the community because we do have to focus on social distancing, you know, doing those things like that. But And we live in a social world. And I mean, we like, live yeah, in a social, we live in a social world, social especially, world. <laughs> especially you and I and, you know, working with Floyd and, and loving him and caring about our own families but our extended people that we really spend a lot of time with. It's like, okay, I had to kind of coach and talk to a few of them or just over the phone mm-hmm. what to do, what to go get. You know, and then I'll just keep monitoring them. My L.A. Sparks, you know, a couple of my players have been out of the country playing basketball. I checked on them last week. When are you coming home? They didn't say it was time for them to come home yet, but I knew that that time was coming. So what are you going to do to really make sure that you isolate yourself? Everybody on the team is texting me right now. (laughs) Is this live? They know we're here. (laughs) No. (laughs) I I think a question I have in seeing this, like I, I came up, my mom is into herbs and vitamins and everything. So. The things you talk about with vitamin D and celery juice and everything, it's normal for me, but I feel like when you have a pandemic like this and everyone wants to get healthy, it's too much information on stuff they should be taking, things they should be consuming. So is there a way we can simplify like maybe five things that will be good for your immune system to kind of help fight this virus? You know, I heard turmeric. You said sea moss. Like maybe some simple things because... I'm getting text messages and threads with there's 50 different vitamins and vegetables. And it's like the average person is not going to understand how to understand that. It's overwhelming. I recommend, you know, turmeric. Turmeric is an Indian spice. It's an herb. And it helps just with inflammation, total body inflammation. I've always supported turmeric. Vitamin C and D. Vitamin D is what helps keep your immune system strong. Uh, it's where your foundation of your bone strength comes from. So I like I like vitamin D. I also would say calcium and magnesium. Mm. It helps your body get that energy. It helps you absorb a lot of the nutrients and things that are you know in your system already. It helps to kind of keep those things going. So I say calcium, uh, magnesium. I'm very big on uh, sea moss. Sea moss is again helps to create that probiotic. Uh, good bacteria in your body that your body really needs to help fight off infection or just keep your healthy gut. Um, So that's a good one. Um, And then I also would recommend, I'm just really into celery juice. Uh, Celery juice because we really want to help to nourish and take care of our liver. And if you read and kind of understand what celery juice does, it really helps to create an anti-inflammatory system and it helps to keep your body feeling good and it helps to move things through because we want to keep our digestive systems really strong. And right now, those are the main things that I think is important for us. And the number one overall... Well, well, I was going to say, I haven't been washing my hands more than I have lately. I've been washing my hands every time and I, and I touch my face. I laid in bed the other day. I woke up and I, I scratched <laughs> my face and then... I scratched my head and then I wipe. 
I'm an, and I found myself catching myself like you yeah. touch you touch you your face more than you really nonstop. know. Well, one of the, one of the things stop. that I learned when I was doing a lot of research on water is the number one sign or one of the top signs of dehydration is itchy skin. So if you are overly itching in the face or in the body, maybe not as clean as you thought, but also your body needs a lot more hydration, right a lot more water. So that's that's a huge thing. It's itchy skin really comes from dehydration. Not just lotion, y'all. So and if you're a person <laughs> of color, and if you're a person of color, keep some lotion around because after you wash your hands so much, um, you know, put some lotion on. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Put some lotion on. Hopefully. Some <laughs> that that matters. We don't need ashiness moving around, but yeah. But it seems like people haven't been washing their hands. Like I'm, I'm amazed to see how many videos on washing your hands and educating people on how to wash. I their will hands. say this. Well, first of all, let me say the quarantine quarantine thing. I don't understand why people haven't gotten that it's important to do it. I think if you look at it optimistically, it's a great reset. It's a time to relax, sleep a little more, catch up on some shows, be creative at home. But, I mean, it also helps to prevent the, the rise in the numbers of people getting it. But I will say that I didn't really realize how many times a day we touch shit that multiple people touch mm. that we don't even know. Mm. Money. I haven't touched any money since this has happened. It probably will never, well, I'll probably try not to ever touch money again because I didn't really even Disgusting. thought about it. Um, the ATM pads, you know, grabbing doors on Ubers. Um, elevator buttons, like just normal things, and then you could touch your face. Like is, that's really, I guess, where where it's all coming from, right? Yeah, in terms but, of the spread. But you know what? I do that all the time, anyways. I mean, I remember being in residency, and one of the residents with me, he had meningitis. So wow. I was thinking, like, man, this dude's young. He works out. Like, how did that happen? And then you start to read up, and you're like, wow. You know what? I'm making sure that my hands are always with gloves. I'm gonna wash my hands. I mean, I put that that uh, antibacterial like a million times a day. And when you you know you go to the restroom, I'm that guy that'll take the paper towel and I'll open the doorknob with that. And yeah. well, I've, I've been I'll doing that too. It, so, now what I know. do is Look. if I'm with somebody and they go to touch some uh, elevator, I let them push the button. Yeah, let them yeah. push the button. You go yeah. ahead and do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, and that goes back to <laughs> when we're over. You know, now we're. I know, for instance, the first day I had a few things that I had to do that in my mind was our very first day of being like self quarantine, and then I had to say, okay, prioritize yourself and the things that you have to do. I took four showers <laughs> in, in one day. day. Yeah, the very first day, which is what, today's Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Monday was my, for me, it was my official, like, okay, stay in. And I had a few things I had to do every single time, whether I went outside to, to jump rope or whether I came back in, I got a shower. When I left out to come to the doctor's office, because we had a meeting uh, Monday morning that mm -hmm. really just helped us understand the protect, you know, we have to really care and love and take care of our doctors right now because they're the ones that's really putting yeah. their lives out there for everyone. So I went to go support my team of doctors that had to practice putting on the preventive wear when they're getting ready to see a patient to do a test for someone who has it. You know, those are the things that we have to kind of make sure that we understand, mm -hmm. you know, but the support, that's why when I first got there, I made a note to everyone to say, if you think that you have this or you're sick, don't just show up here. If you need high blood pressure medicine or if your body is not feeling good or if you're having some signs that something's wrong with you outside of what we're really focusing on right now, just do, a do us all a favor and just call 
I even said, DM me and I'll tell you if you need to get further help. Because right now we just have to love and care and take care of the doctors that's putting their cells, all the first responders yeah. Thanks, and the people Corey. that are handling all these main things that we Thanks. have going on that we're so confused about. But the doctors are the ones who have to take on that, that power to say, you know, yes, you, we need to go get this tested. This is how many tests we have because we're limited. Mm -hmm. We only right. have how many tests did you have in the office that day? Uh, 18. 18. Damn. Yeah. And, and you know what? We didn't have any gowns. We didn't have any visors. So we, and that's just our one office. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, crazy. so there's so many other medical cares, urgent cares. And I think cares, what people don't realize is rooms. the whole self quarantining thing mm -hmm. is because we don't have the capability to help too many people at once. I was watching the governor yesterday. I think we have a phenomenal, I mean, without being too political, I think Gavin Newsom mm -hmm. is doing a great job of keeping us informed, making sure he's looking at all the resources. But he was talking about the curve, right? And he was like, if we don't get this under control, the, the curve is of, of, uh, of, the, of the rising cases and the, and the dropping cases is not going to be as fast as we want it to be, right? right? Exactly. We won't have any beds. We won't There's have no any beds. beds. There's, we don't have yeah, any beds. No test, you know, tests. I yeah. mean, and if you look at Italy right now, man, it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah, 368 because, deaths right. in one day. Right, and because a lot day. of them are like, they're making decisions like, all right, you're 82, you're 76, we're going to save you, but we got to let you go. Damn. So having to make that decision, I mean, it just relies on so much that I just want to keep making them feel as good as we can and as supportive for them and to them as we can because we have to really understand that we're trying to reach a point where we can we can reach that supportive area of our life that we know that we're taking care of not only the doctors but the people who are trying to help us get this virus under control. But is are, are you all getting any information that more tests are going to be made, made available? Yeah, so right now... So there's three, three individuals that are going to get tested. So the first set, um, if you have like really high risk factors, so you've traveled, you have a high fever, you're a healthcare worker, we can't figure out what you have. We have to call the LA public health department, have a conversation with them. They say, okay, go so ahead. So are they the triaging test. the patient? Are they well, triaging for you? No, but we have to let them know because we can do a 24 hour turnaround or a three to four day turnaround. In so terms of 24 what? Hours, giving the test? The giving test, the test, yeah. getting the results back. So if we have a really high-risk patient, we call them, we have a conversation, say, okay, you know what, we agree. Go ahead and do uh, two types of swabs. So there's a nasopharyngeal swab where we stick this swab deep in your nostril, mm -hmm. and you're probably going to cough. So already, you know, the MA is freaked out. And then we do an oropharyngeal swab. You know when you have, like, strep throat? Mm -hmm. We have to do both. And we send both to uh, the L.A. Department of Public Health, which is in Downey. Mm -hmm. And we should get the result back within 24 hours. Now, if you're someone that comes in the clinic and you have fever, cough, but you're not high risk, um, we can do a test through LabCorp. Like, say you come and, in and, and the high risk is that you don't have any other, like you don't have diabetes or pneumonia. I mean, you don't have any other stuff. What what are, what is the right, high, high risk? risk? Is like you traveled within 14 days, or you you've been around someone that's positive, um, or you're having you know short. Uh, I don't want to say shortness of breath or difficulty breathing because if that's the case, you should be going to the hospital because that's that fibrosis that we yeah. were talking about. You're already heading down the wrong, wrong path. Mm -hmm. um, so those are the high risks. Really, the traveling individuals, the healthcare worker, um, those with diabetes, um, history of cardiovascular issues, um, but they have a fever, cough, but they don't look that bad. You know, they're they're not doing that bad. Then we can do a test, and it'll be about three four days. You know, because we really want to keep the hospital 
for those really sick patients. Like we said, yeah. there's not, you know, I talked to one of the doctors at Harbor UCLA where I trained or my brother spoke with a, a, a doctor friend of ours. And my brother was telling me that he let him know that there were four cases three days ago that were positive and 20 pending. And we, we don't have that many ICU beds in that. Ho- and that's a major hospital. But is it? A, do you go to ICU when you have coronavirus? Oh yeah! If you end up in the hospital, you're going to the ICU. Oh really? You're going to be in isolation. You're going to go to the ICU because is you're most more, likely. Is it more? Is it more? Is it more because there's less people and you're more isolated, or because the care is critical? Care is critical. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Stay your ass I mean, in the house. You know, before this, I worked ten in years house. working in the healthcare field, yeah. representing healthcare workers. Like I know how serious it is for people at the bedside. I think that people take for granted, like. Right. You know, uh, my my cousin, she's a nurse director at a hospital, and she was saying, she called me last night, and she goes, we have a 17-year-old patient on a respirator. That's serious, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so that's what I'm thinking. Like, first they said black people can't get it. <laughs> then once Idris Elba caught it, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people are waiting for celebrities to catch it. This this goes back to, like, social distancing in the social media world, where unless somebody on social media got it that we know, it ain't going to get me. I was posting today on Hollywood Unlocked that we had... People at uh, um, um, in Miami for Memorial Day weekend. Like, what are you celebrating? Like, you can miss one Memorial Day weekend in Miami, yeah, right? To to save your life or save the lives of other people. Do you feel like there's any um, there's any cure in the toilet paper that everybody's hoarding? <laughs> no, no. Man, they're just being nasty people because yeah. What do you how do you feel about people that well, going out there? I, it's a psychological thing. So they've done studies on this during hurricanes and all these kinds of things where people will go out and they'll get toilet paper. Because it's fluffy and it's like gives you security somehow. Mm. But there's no it's shortage. It's like a psychological you thing. You remember when Trump thing. went to Puerto Rico when they had the hurricane? He was throwing out oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was paper shooting, towels yeah. to people. Which is crazy. Paper towel. What yeah. was that going, how was that going to rebuild the house? How was that going to help, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to look Again, at these statistics. I, you know, I wanted to talk the, go back to that washing your hands thing. I know we talked about that before, but it's important. Like, you know, you said, what's wrong with everybody? Haven't we been washing our hands? I think everybody maybe. I'll say, I say I would say about seventy percent maybe of people wash hands, but they don't wash them long enough. But you I just think do because like a little I, quick I don't little, think it's seventy percent. No, 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 I'm just giving us the benefit. No, I, I'm giving us the benefit of the doubt. I'm I not think, really talking I think about the men, baseball, the no, men, I, the I, women. I, I, <laughs> I think you're. I think you're Nobody being. Does. I think you're being polite Nobody because does. I'll even. I'm being polite. Okay. I think you're being polite because I'll even say like. I wash my hands when they're dirty, but dirty isn't always visibly dirt, right? Sure. You touch this pen. Adam, I love Adam. He makes all our videos problematic, everything. Adam is amazing. He brought me this pen. I had to wipe it down first, but I would have never wiped that down before. How many times have I taken the pen and just written and then walked off, you know, and got a chip outside and ate a chip? I mean, like, we've been filthy. That goes back to just being careful, being Mm -hmm. as careful as you can. I just think that that's important. I think a lot of people probably have been or not so much have been twinkling in the water yeah just a little bit of water and that's it there's no soap you actually you know i was talking to one of my uncles and he is he's a doctor he's a research doctor and he was talking about when you wash hands you want to make sure that there's a lather Mm. you don't just want to just put soap on your hand and do this and then wash it and be gone you want to actually lather you want to we we practice this i have some speaking engagements that i've done recently and i you know they say sing happy birthday twice Okay, that's cool. But you want to make sure that you wash the front and the back sides of your hands up to your wrist. You want to make sure that you get underneath your fingernails, so the dirt and the stuff, the bacteria, the germs that's sitting underneath there. And you want to spend time in between your fingers. The lather is what we're looking for when you're washing your hands. Yeah, you don't really wash your hands until you go into the operating room for the first time. Ah, And the 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 nurse is watching you and will smack you. 
and tell you to go back. And yeah. you're really getting in there. You know, it's like when you have your kids and they, they yeah. go in the bathroom and they come out like, did you wash your hands? Yeah, I washed my hands. No, you didn't. Do it again. Wash Let me hands. see him. Let so me I told my son, go do it again. Like, yeah. really I got a haircut at home yesterday. My barber came I in a full you. hazmat suit, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He had everything on. He had, you know, because I don't want nothing. Like, after today, I'm going home. Right. I'm, that's it. I'm, there's nothing else for me to do. Yeah. So so what are, what are you all telling people to do mental health-wise? You know, because I think there's also a psychological component. I wake up every day where I feel like I'm in the middle of a Call of, call of, call of Duty game or something, mm-hmm. you know? What, what should people be doing mental health-wise to get through this? Exercise, like Courtney was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, the kids right now are at home. Um, they go to Westchester where Courtney went, and I'm like, look, you got to go outside. You got to run around the block. Um, you're going to do something twice a day. Weights, jump rope. You know, my daughter, she's on a, her social uh, media platform with her friends. They're doing school all day long. Mm. And they'll, they'll have recess, and they'll have lunch. And they're exercising in between. So just, it's crazy innovation with young people. You know, I think that really the issue is with the adults. Like, they do not want to be home. Yeah. They don't yeah, want to be home. That's hard. I was going to say some mental things that we could do, too. And I practiced this. And I talked about it today on my social media is reading. And not reading in our phone articles, but reading a book, reading a newspaper, spending 15 people minutes. People don't read spending, books. No, Courtney, I know. They I know, read books. But we can't say people don't read books. Well, should. hold on, hold on. People, Everybody has at least buy one. my book. Exactly. I have a book. People there read books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need more Jason people Lee's reading books, though. Book. Yeah. Read yeah. your book. Yeah. I mean, 15 minutes of reading a day, just 15 minutes mm-hmm. out of how many minutes in there in a day? How, you know, 24 hours in a day. 15 minutes of reading helps to strengthen your brain, mm-hmm. helps right. you keep your memory on point. That's what we need to do is have better thoughts and memories going right. on in our head, right? right. For whatever part and, of life and, that and we're in right now. And disengage from social so, media a little bit, too, because I read, feel like yeah. the world, like Hollywood Unlocked, if you go through every post, it's very depressing because it looks like the world is coming yeah. to an end, right? Because so, we're trying to exactly. put information out. So, like, maybe disengage from that a little bit. So, let's get through this week of it, I say. But, you know, go in a little bit more. Like, we're still kind of, like, surprised. Oh, my gosh, is it really happening Okay, yeah, it's happening. All right, so what are we going to do to get better? We already know what we're going to do for our diet just to help strengthen that, our systems, get it better. But we have to be mentally ready as well. And so we have to do things to work on our mental health. What about, uh, I was seeing this thing online where people were talking about quarantining and chill. I mean, that's a thing, right? Find somebody to quarantine with and then you either die together or you survive together. I like that. I mean. (laughs) I think that's cool. I mean, realistically, we talked about it. So you have 100 people that, have the infection, 50% are going to not have symptoms. Now, you also said we don't have tests, so who knows? How many of us in this room have it? I don't but like not this. Not to scare but people. But that, but, not to but, scare yeah, people. But I mean, happen. it's the reality, but, but 80, I don't like it. 80%, I don't like it 80% of people are, are going to be okay, but social and personal so, so responsibility. Re- so the reality is, like, we're all going to catch coronavirus at or we some already point. Have, you, you, you've had it in or the have past. Had it, uh, or have had it. Yeah. Yeah. But some because like this is a different strain. This is a different strain. Okay. In all fairness, you're right. So we should you're stay right. away from that strain, right? And I that's mean, what the social distancing is for. Well, you know, until what? they figure out a cure. I don't really know how, what how to do. Gonna, how are you going to kill this? It's you're doing easy, everything it's right. Easy to, it's easy to kill. But is this going to be okay. the new normal though? Is this like the rest of our lives? No, because I can't do this forever. Well, we were talking about in the car on the way here. Um, uh, some of the things you know we're trying to at some point get rid of it, right? Or what can we do to? We don't know when that's going to happen, but we talked about the heat factor. And maybe you want to mention that, Dr. McHale, like what everyone was saying, as soon as it gets hot, it's yeah, supposed so to turn off or something like that. We know that SARS-1 was sensitive to temperature. Mm. 
So as soon as summer came, it was gone. And so we're, it's a likely assumption that this will also be gone in June, July, mm. August. Give us right some before heat, my birthday. Laura, give us some heat. Right, right before right. my birthday. Perfect timing. Yes. And then, Happy birthday, Corona celebration yeah. or something. Get it out of here. So, like everyone's talking about getting tickets to Vegas for July. I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Counting the positives, and that's right. a positive that we want to hold on to. I was sitting in Dr. McHale's office. Because it dries you out, right? But in different parts of the world, when it's summer, you mean in America it's going to be summer, but when it's summer here, it's winter somewhere else. Yeah. That's true. Damn. Pandemic. Woo. So maybe the rolling calendar, if you shut down all the borders, nobody can travel. People in different countries are getting cured by the summer. I don't know. I just, this is a lot. I mean, it's a lot of information, and I just... It's a lot of information. Like I said, we have to do a good, a better job individually mm -hmm. taking on so much information that it just becomes overwhelming. And now we can't think, we can't act out, you know, we can't work out, you know, we have to accept it. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Just stop so much of reading about it and talking about it. Yeah, we want to be educated enough. And that's why I'm thankful to come here to even be able to share any information mm -hmm, that I absolutely. get. And I know with you, just with talking with you every day, we've learned something new, you know, but we have to watch the overconsumption of the information, mm -hmm. especially the, the sources that we have. They're not all up to par or their numbers are, you know, different. We'll get stuff in the, in the doctor's office that do not match what we see on TV. Mm -hmm. I know recently we saw um, an article that showed uh, different cities and counties in LA um, what their numbers of positive tested individuals mm -hmm. are right yeah. and then you look at your city and you see it I mean I saw Inglewood on there I saw Westchester on there I saw different communities that I'm in you know saying that there is positive tests there's so many more but we don't have enough tests to even see that so, so really again know. that goes back to us staying comfortable in our own space mm. finding things to do to stimulate right. our minds right. and our bodies and just being prayerful, I say, is yeah. what makes and sense. And so the major spikes could be you get more tests, you test more people, right? Right. So, like, more people can actually literally have it than you see the numbers. Yeah. So just stay in the house for a couple weeks. Right. Just stay in the house and, for and a couple what? weeks the best you can. Yeah. yeah. You, you hit the mm -hmm. nail on the head because this is the this, these are the numbers. Mm -hmm. So for every individual that is positive, they will infect three people. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Right. They can infect more, but that's the, the infection rate... That's about right. The problem with that is that you're going to keep infecting people. And guess what? Well, if you don't listen to these guidelines. If you don't listen right? to the guidelines. That's why I think, you know what, they're rolling it out slowly. We talked about this, and Courtney gave me some information last week, um, and, and she called it. And the individual that spoke with her called it. And, you know, I started calling family and started talking to the docs. I started really, you know, we were last week, we were nervous. We started to get really nervous. And yeah, we're just kind of like a week ahead of finding out information, and that's why I said, goodness, this is a lot for us to handle. By the time you asked me, and I'm not going to lie to you, I, you was like, how serious is this? It's serious. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, yeah, it's really serious. Like, we just need to be careful and do what we can to make right. it make sense for the infant. We're smart. The human being, God has put us all on this earth for a reason, mm -hmm. to be right. as smart as we can be in certain areas, gifted and talented, right. and we all use those talents that we have. And I feel like in the medical field, I'm thankful to say that I have access to the top doctors in the world that are able to give us information and share. So now I just have to kind of break it down and filter mm -hmm. it to my family and friends. I didn't go straight to social media when I started finding out that there was something going on. I, I went straight to my family first, and then I went to my friends, and then when the time came for me to make it make sense for everyone, I saw the panic kind of happening, and that's when I decided, like, let me just put the basic information to help us. That's going to help support us, get us to the point where we can control it, 
and then we can help get further testing and help that we need to understand right. it a little and bit And I think you got to go a step further if you do care about people, too. I think part of the whole humanity process in this thing that works or that should work, like, you know, uh, you know, we were plotting on how do we help get resources for friends who may not see this as serious as mm -hmm. we do. Right. You know, how, and then even within that, you know, those camps, you know, how do you, how does everybody around people go and do the things we need to do or that need to be done to make sure there's resources? Because, I mean, honestly, like, my family, they weren't taking it serious until today. Now they're all out grocery shopping, hoarding shit that the other people need. I'm like, y'all waited to, it was too, you know, not too late, but, you know, you waited to the end pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, uh, you know, finding a good source of information, you know, mm -hmm. people you trust. If you know people in the medical field, talk to them. Yeah. Go read. Go online. I mean, where should people be going? So CDC, the, their website, right? Mm -hmm. No? CDC.gov is good. I mean, they I gotta look, be honest, I'm not they, rolling they, with them, so yeah, I don't well, you know. know that's is not it because, and I know them. why. Is it because they're why. not they, sharing information? No, you know why? Why are we rolling were, with them? Why are you not rolling with them? They were just not forthcoming. You know, the they were doctors, not I mean, yeah. we, you know, the, the, the problem that I had, all of us really, is that I think they had this idea of like, we're gonna make, um, we're gonna make a test. We didn't get the information for a month. We're gonna make our own test. FDA said, you know, this has to be approved. And, so, and then they messed up on the way they did it. So they did mess up and they made that public. Mm -hmm. They messed up on they admitted, making They the admitted test. to messing up. Right. Me messing up the actual test? The actual test. Oh, so Lord. now we're behind another month. So now they have this idea, the FDA and the CDC is like, you know what, let's let the doctors, they know how to take care of this. Mm -hmm. And we do and we don't. I think right now we have a really good handle, really good handle. I'm talking to everybody and everybody knows exactly what they're doing. But that first day, it was a little bit nerve-wracking. The good thing is, is that nothing bad happened to anybody. And we learned from those that, we, that looked like red flags, and they didn't come back positive. But we learned from those first couple patients. And we said, okay, you know what? Now we know exactly what we're doing. we got to be on the phone with everybody in this hospital, that hospital. You're, you know, you're talking to your friends. You're texting each other. So everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Initially, we didn't know. Mm -hmm. But, but I, you know what? I don't think anybody knew. I'm thankful that we shut flights from China in late January. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that we shut flights from Europe when we did. Mm -hmm. But had the CDC, and I don't want to point fingers. Had we known things earlier, we could have done things Way. a little bit better. But we're, we're at that point now. We can't point fingers. We have to move on. And I think people, like you said, still don't realize. Unless you have to be out and about, don't. You're putting yourself and your family at risk. But I don't think it's pointing fingers to just say this is like, I feel like people need hard information right now. So we can't, this is not a time oh, for sure. I don't want nobody share code shit. Nah, heads if are going to roll. it came from China, it came from China. If the CDC ain't giving us enough information, if right. the government ain't approved enough testing, you know, I understand like we're trying to save housing markets and all these different markets, but like right, right now, we need to focus on healthcare industry. Yeah, we just got to save on, lives. You know, right. access to resources. But what, what sites can people go to? Like, where, where are you guys, are you pulling information offline or are you just more plugged into a network that's getting information? I'm more plugged into a network that gets information. And I get so many sources from different mm. friends and colleagues of mine that want to get my opinion about an article or something. And that's when I'm like, okay, over reading, it starts to just be redundant or the information is like not really feeding right. my soul. So I'm like, I have to stop mm -hmm. reading it. And I just resort to everything that we have in our medical, uh, in, in our medical community of stuff that, you know, I know it's coming from the higher ups in these different hospitals and, you know, medical. And we're getting information every day. 
And it just Every sounds day. like you just need to stay in the house to me. You do. <laughs> really? I mean, that's the reality. Wash your hands, I, drink I, I, water, I mean, and stay in the house. Like you said, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Realistically. Just stay your ass you in the house. Should, you should stay ass Because in if you get sick and you get other people sick, there's not enough resources to help you. And you don't know who so you're going to get sick, who's going to die from it. That's exactly. Part, yeah, you, you don't want to. That's the one thing. You do not want to put yourself in that situation. It, look, I got the message loud and clear. Stay well, in the house. And the coronavirus <laughs> ain't getting the people that need it. Not that anybody needs to get it. Let me stop. But it, the, <laughs> the coronavirus. No, that's not what I was going to say. Hold on. How can I say this? The coronavirus is not discriminating who gets it. Because clearly, people who shouldn't get it, not that there are people who should get it, but everybody's getting it. Who's getting it? I'm going to say that. I, I don't know how to say getting's it. good. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, you had Trump who actually came in contact with two people who had it, who allegedly tested, uh, his test should have been done on live broadcast. I, don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't even trust information right now. Like, I call you. And it, like, and if, it's, I, if I don't trust the person I'm getting it from, I ain't, I ain't listening to And it, it sounds like we should interview people that we do come in contact with. Like, where was you at before no, this? No, I don't know. No, no, Were you in a crowded area? No. Because it could be transmitted through airwaves, and I don't want to be the first case that catches it through the microphone. Nope. No, it can. Well, listen. Through uh, airwaves. People will see your social media, and they'll, I'm sure, hit you up from this or ask questions. They're going to comment online. I already told Courtney she needs to, if she had got time, be our coronavirus expert on Instagram. We do some lives or something, because I just feel like people don't know what's happening, and people want information. And it's just... I think the the thing that's important and not to get political is this is why we should have people in every profession from the receptionist to the doctor to the lawyer to the president. Everybody should be qualified to know how to bring the right team of people around to prepare for shit like this. Yeah. A couple things. I know that's great information, but I also was going to talk about that face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, just the art oh, yeah. and understanding the face mask. I'm just going through some of the other recommendations and things. That okay, so the Where fa- are we at with this whole face mask? Wait, Should we wait, be wearing wait, them? There's different so kinds. So the face mask, my, my friend Gio Benitez from ABC News said, wearing the face mask does nothing to help you prevent from getting. Is that true? Good question. Dr. McHale. No, of course it helps you. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's 95% effective. It's not an N95 mask that's like sealed and fitted and, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm only worried like today, we don't have those right now. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know, we, we want the hospital folks to have it. They're intubating people and mm-hmm. uh, doing bronchoscopies and those kinds of things where they're going to cough and stuff's going to come out. But when we're doing testing, you know, people are going to, you know, cough violently. So I have a 95% chance of being protected, but 5% chance of not. But when I'm walking down the street, like I walked here today, and a woman walked by me with a mask on, is that going to prevent her from getting coronavirus? I mean, that's because you're, you know, unless unless, if you cough in her face, you know. Unless she has it. So it's good protection if you go into the grocery store and you don't know who's going to. If you're in a cough. No, but what what I'm trying to understand is, does the mask prevent your sickness from getting out if you cough? Or if I cough in the room, does it prevent the the it going into you know you catching it from my cough? Sounds like that's both. why I don't know that people. It's, it's the both ways though. Okay. It's both ways. So like, say I have it mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a mask. Like I will not go in the room right now unless someone's wearing a mask. And because if I go in the room and they cough, and it can go like that's why that six feet it can go six feet. And so it can I'm linger in the air feet. for four hours. I heard. That's yeah, what, that's what the, yeah, and there's there, right now they're doing studies on like the, the size house. of the droplets and all those things. After no, no, time. I don't like this. 
So it, it gets kind of crazy. It gets crazy. more serious. Yeah, yeah. it just so gets more serious. So being careful. Of course you will. You know, yeah, down the street, you're right. I agree with you. Not everyone should go get no, a mask. No, I'm, I'm just saying in general, does the it mask... It sound like you should be wearing it in general. The, does the mask prevent... Well, I was told the mask... Like, they were saying, you know, wrap a scarf around your face because a mask doesn't... You know, it, it doesn't prevent anything from coming in. I don't know. I guess it cuts down the spread, basically, right, right. from how I understand the mass situation. The virus, they're really, really, really small, just like germs, right? Mm-hmm. We can't see them. So you mean to tell me that the mass is going to prevent any of those as small as they are? If we have to see what the virus looks like in a microscope, right? They have blown it up and it looks like this little ball with these things hanging off the side of it, right? But if we look at it in a microscope, how tiny it is. There's not going to be a way for it to completely give you 100% protection. However, that's what that 5% is. However, if you sneeze and it goes that way in every way, now we're just kind of containing and holding it. So that's my point. The mask helps reduce if you have something or if the individual has something from when they sneeze and stuff, it reduces it from going out. But if you don't wear a mask, uh, anyway, that's what it helps. It sounds right? like it, it won't hurt to wear a mask. It won't hurt. Yeah, it, it won't hurt, hurt but you. we also don't want to not have enough of those for the people who really need them. Right, right, right. right. That's yeah, what is important okay. because and, we saw that in the in that point where and, everybody And had the it. world laughed at Michael Jackson. He was wearing gloves and masks way before this pandemic. Mm-hmm. He was. <laughs> Yeah, he was the masked one, right? Anyway, the one. all right. Well, this is helpful. I mean, look, we'll keep putting information on HollywoodUnlocked.com, and you know, I'm gonna reach out to you later so we could talk more about like how we can stay involved on Instagram because people have questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you, thank you. Doctor McHale. McHale. I had to get it right because it said McHale, Michael. I didn't want to make sure Mikhail. we get that right. Mikhail. We'll put your social media up so people can find you if they have questions too. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm going home. Stay in the house, y'all. Thank Drink you. water. Wash your hands. Yeah, and eat your um, and house. eat your perishable food first. Because if you got to stay in longer, why are you eating up? My friend was eating a burrito. I'm like, save the burrito. Eat the kale. Make a, a juice or something first. Because then you look up all your perishable food is no good. And now you ate up all the other stuff. Stop eating your rations early. Back to that drinking water, stay hydrated so that your brain can work and that your your body can really understand mm-hmm. some of those things that make sense, like what food you should be eating first right. if you don't end up with any. Good job. Yeah, and this yeah. Sunday on Hollywood Unlocked on our YouTube channel, um, corona, coronavirus is our new problematic. Like our problematic series, we, the people said pick coronavirus, so it is. that's yeah. what's problematic. All right, until then, we're out of here. Peace. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.